right, hey everyone, thanks again for joining us here on Sports Medicine Resident Review, your fun, short, and educational podcast featuring your favorite residents. Well, technically, that's probably going to change pretty soon. I know it's been a while since the last episode, so if you're hearing this from your subscribed list of podcasts, thanks for clicking that button. We really appreciate it. If this is your first episode listening in to Sports Medicine Resident and Review, then feel free to go back and check out some of our previous episodes on educational topics. We're starting a short series on the process of applying to Sports Medicine Fellowships. Part one today is going to cover how to be a stellar applicant for Sports Medicine Fellowships. Part two, coming in a few weeks, is going to take a deep dive into finding the best sports program for you. And then part three, a little bit later, is going to cover the madness, which is applying and interviewing for sports programs. All right, let's go ahead and get started. So I'm your host, Glenn Sapp. I'm a graduating resident in PM&R from UVA and an incoming sports medicine fellow at Georgetown MedStar. And as our guest today, we have... I'm Kevin Machino. I'm a graduating PM&R resident from Schwab Rehab Hospital in Chicago, Illinois, and I'll be the incoming primary care sports medicine fellow at the University of Chicago. Um, I think to start, we both recently, Glenn and I, successfully went through the match process this year, which was very unique in that it was one of the first, I guess it was the first virtual interview cycle given the pandemic, unfortunately. So in the later episodes, we'll be talking about tips and advice that we have going through a virtual interview process and then just the interview process in general. Um, but before we dive in any further, we just want to preface everything by saying that, you know, what you hear from us during the next several episodes, including this one, are our own personal opinions and experiences. And, you know, not everyone has one in the same. Um, so you can take everything we say with a grain of salt and use what you think is useful for you. But our hope is that by hearing our unique stories and personal journeys, you all can use some of these ideas to help successfully match to a sports medicine fellowship of your choice. Absolutely. And some of the information here, we did get a few resources from AMSSM, AAPMNR, and a few research papers that we'll mention towards the end. So, you know, there's a lot there's a lot more that you can go and dive deeper into these topics if you're interested in. So we'll kind of get to that at the end. Uh, for this episode and the rest of the series, we're going to be speaking to medical students and residents interested in sports medicine. We're going to start with our take-home points, our journeys that like Kevin mentioned, uh, things to be doing during medical school and residency to give you the best shot. Uh, before we get started, you know, given you know all of our listeners are you know definitely interested if they're listening to this podcast, you know they're interested in sports medicine, looking to get into that fellowship. And then going from there, um, Kevin, we we made it. It's been a super long journey. Like we've known each other for yet yeah, over about going on, I guess four or five years now at this point. Um, how does it feel to be accepted? How it feels relieving, to be honest. You know, going through four years of residency, and I know you kind of feel probably similar, uh, but going through four years of residency and then finally uh, getting to soon start what we're really passionate about, which is sport, non-operative sports medicine. Um, we're only a couple weeks or so away, uh, but I think I will, I can speak for the both of us when we're saying we're, we're ecstatic about starting soon. Right. Uh, I'm hopefully that is our last, our last match day. I mean, not hopefully it, it was our last <laughs> match day. Um, I guess finding a job is going to be a different story, but yeah, got a weight off our shoulders. Agreed. Agreed. 
<laughs> so starting off, um, starting off with take home points. You know, as we go through things that you should be doing as a student and things that you should be doing as a resident, want to take a moment to remember. You know, we're not doing all these things to fill out a resume. You're not, you know, just trying to fill out, uh, you know, your CV when you talk about sports medicine. Um, you know, you want to really take a step back, think about the forest from the trees. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, we do all these things to, one, show our passion and show our interest for sports medicine. Um, and by that, you know, you don't have to be that, you know, Division One all-star athlete who got a shoulder injury, um, who went through surgery and then rehab and, you know, you lived through it. No, 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 you don't, you don't have to be that person. Um, you know, you could just be someone who genuinely cares about taking care of active people, taking care of athletes, helping them to really function at their highest level um, and that includes taking care of people like weekend warriors or even less active people who maybe someone just wants to hold like hold their grandchild you know be able to take a walk on the beach um, so you know all the things we do here we're going to talk about you know it's all about showing your passion and you know working on your interests of sports medicine and taking care of athletes and competitive populations and then two uh, you know you want to make sure that you know we do a lot of the things that we're going to discuss in a few minutes to understand what sports medicine is and what it entails. On the superficial level, you know, you don't want to be that person who thinks sports medicine, oh, it's just about covering high school football games. Um, I'm a sports doc. Perfect. No. Um, you know, you really want to be able to show that you understand the knowledge and show that you know that sports medicine um, includes a wide range of issues from taking care of primary care issues for patients. Um, that includes knowing some derm, knowing some respiratory issues. That includes being a part of pre-participation physicals. Um, that entails also, you know, being in training room, being able to do procedures. So, you know, you want to take a step back and remember we're doing all this so, you know, you understand. And when it comes time to, you know, fill out the application and interview, you want to be able to articulate that you understand and you know you know what you're signing up for and that it's the perfect fit for you. What do you think about that, Kevin? Yeah, I totally agree with uh, those two points that you just made. I think having early exposure to um, some some of the things you had mentioned, the different experiences and activities that you get to participate in, will go a long way um, as you're trying to develop. Um, your passion in pursuing a sports medicine fellowship um, and you know for myself going through an application for first residency and most recently sports medicine fellowship I always try to create like a narrative through my experiences so with every community service event I participated in or sports coverage I provided lectures I've given case presentations I've given at national conferences I would always update my CV as I went on during residency um, or even during medical school, I would do something similar. Um, and then that way I had a framework for my personal statement in mind. And then when it came time to apply, I already had an, an idea of what I was going to write about or talk about, uh, which made it easy when it came time to the actual interview because all my answers were very organic or, and I came across as very passionate for all my experiences I had under my belt. Um, yeah. So I do want to emphasize that there are multiple ways to get to where Glenn and I are today. And I think now is like a good time to share both our paths uh, for how we got to successfully matching to a sports medicine fellowship. Um, so I'll start first. But for example, uh, for myself, I wasn't one of those people who 
absolutely knew 100% that I wanted to do a sports medicine fellowship prior to starting medical school or prior to starting my PM&R residency. Um, like Glenn, like you mentioned, um, I didn't have like a injury or anything as a child and, you know, while playing sports. And then that's what pursued me to uh, become a physician. Uh, but for me, I was interested, in, initially interested in pediatrics entering into medical school because I volunteered at a lot of different uh, pediatric clinics during uh, undergrad. Uh, but then I discovered PM&R during my clinical clerkships and I decided to pursue PM&R because I love the interdisciplinary aspect of the specialty combined with the focus on the neuromusculoskeletal system. And it wasn't really until like halfway through my PGY2 year during residency that I decided that I really want to commit myself and pursue a sports medicine fellowship. The reason being one of my most impactful experiences I have uh, has been volunteering with children with adaptive mobility uh, during my first, very first month of PGY2 year. And I served as a medical provider for these kids as I helped them participate in adaptive sports. And really that's kind of what uh, ignited my passion for, for my interest in sports medicine. Um, and then some things that hopefully some of you guys can use um, as you're either starting your residency or going through your early stage of your residency or even getting ready to apply. Other activities I participated in uh, during residency in terms of sports coverage include different types of mass participating in event races like the sh I did the Chicago Marathon every year that I've been here that, uh, that when it happened, multiple 5K, 10Ks, triathlons. I covered high school football games, collegiate soccer games, and Glenn, like you were mentioning, I did uh, pre-participation physicals for these collegiate athletes. Um, and then in terms of, so that's more of the sports coverage. And during residency for like academic related uh, matters, I contributed to book chapter writing. I was the editor for a regional journal, uh, presented multiple case presentations at national conferences and was a contributing author for a published journal. And I'm always volunteering to give lectures for our residency, uh, for our residents and medical students. Um, and then for the last two to three years or so, or actually for the last four years, uh, I've been mentoring two to three medical students each year through um, our PM and our national organization through a formal mentorship program. So those are all ways that I've been able to stay involved and kind of committed to um, pursuing a sports medicine fellowship. And um, yeah, that's, that's kind of my story. And I think it'll be interesting, Glenn, to, to hear what your journey's been like. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's awesome that we can both share our journeys and, you know, see where we've come from and see where we're going. Um, yeah, it's pretty awesome. For, for me, I, um, I went through uh, pre-med, um, and I was actually exercise physiology major because I was interested in, you know, being able to apply the science to help people out through exercise, uh, through optimizing their health, optimizing their function. Um, I actually shadowed a surgeon, and so I entered medical school thinking I was going to do orthopedic surgery. Um, I joined one of our orthopedic interest group back in med school, and actually the first meeting we had a guest speaker who was a, a PM&R physician, and at the time I didn't know it, but it was my future mentor. Um, and so he came to the meeting and he actually spoke about what PM&R was. Um, and I think he definitely wanted to, you know, be there towards the start, so you know people would understand what PM&R is. It's definitely one of the ender 
um, undervalued fields in medicine. Uh, but he talked about the inpatient and outpatient sides of it. And I personally love the inpatient aspect because it resonated with me. Um, growing up, having a close family member go through rehab after multiple strokes and after an amputation, um, that just kind of clicked. I remember seeing them go through rehab and having to help take care of them. And then I also love the outpatient side of MSK. Uh, because of my athletic background, playing some sports in high school. No, I wasn't like the Division One All-Star or anything like that. Um, and then the tie-in with exercise physiology um, with it, kind of that background of, you know, wanting to be able to, you know, really use exercise and movement as like as medicine for me. So I kind of knew early on in medical school, actually, I wanted to do PM&R. So later on during my third year, um, I was able to do a rotation with my mentor. Um, and so I was able to shadow in PM&R clinic. Um, I saw him use his expertise to keep people functioning, keep them active. Um, he saw not only university athletes, but also just regular people from the community um, with you know degenerative, chronic um, issues. Um, also had the chance to see him use ultrasound diagnostically and for some interventions as well. And he let me hold the ultrasound probe and practice with it. He had an awesome bedside manner and a real connection with his patients. And so for me, after seeing this, I was kind of like, okay, PMNR for sure, sign me up. Like, how do I get in? Just like, let me know. Um, and so I talked with him, you know, about different programs out there, what PMNR entailed, where should I go for residency? Um, and so, you know, he knew my genuine interest in it. And so he helped me to sign up for a few community marathons to get some coverage under my belt. And I was even able to write a short article for a journal as well um, in medical school. So I used that as kind of some of the foundation building blocks. So I went to PMNR at uh, UVA. Uh, it's definitely a smaller program for PMNR, uh, but we have a awesome amount of sports and MSK rotations and electives for all of our residents. Um, and so, you know, UVA, I entered it with the idea, I don't want to do sports medicine. I want to kind of take every opportunity I can from the beginning um, and go from there. So I was able to do medical coverage events. Um, we have some races. Um, we have marathons here. Um, I was able to do to be a team physician, you know, be the point person for a whole season for one of our local high school football teams. Um, I even did some pre-participation physicals as well. In terms of other opportunities throughout rotations, I've worked in our training room. I've done some mentoring and teaching, um, which is some of my passions. I was a TA for our medical school cadaver lab and helped to teach our ultrasound curriculum to some of our junior residents. So a lot of the same activities that you mentioned, um, you know, our audience can kind of see that, you know, it resonates and it really shows our genuine interest for it. Yeah, it sounds like there's like a constant or consistent theme that we, you know, to uh, a PM&R, or not PM&R, but uh, for a sports medicine uh, fellowship like applicant. And I actually remember when we were rotating, that's how we first met. I don't know if you <laughs> listened to the early episodes, but when we were rotating together as medical students on a PM&R rotation, um, you were very interested in sports medicine, so I'm glad... Uh, we both ended up in the same spot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, yeah, I, knew, I know we'll cover this in a little bit, but yeah, speaking of like networking and staying in touch with people, um, yeah, you never know how, you know, your network you build around you is going to be, is going to come back and help you. So definitely one of the lessons to take. So moving into the next section, um, you know, what should you be doing as a medical student or as a resident? 
we're going to start off with medical students first. So if you're currently a resident, you can feel free to skip this, you know, maybe skip ahead, maybe like four or five minutes to get to the residency section, which we'll talk about. But for the awesome medical students out there who are, who are listening to this, I mean, one, you already took the initiative to search up this podcast. Uh, maybe someone sent it to you. Um, so go ahead and, you know, do us a favor and, you know, shoot someone else, you know, a text message. Hey, you know, someone else in your class, if you're interested in sports medicine, check out these guys. They're really helping and trying to do a little bit of giving back, you know, to the students. So number one, you know, as a medical student, what should you be doing? I would say number one, do well in your curriculum, do well in your clerkships. So that entails, you know, from day one of medical school, even to when you start doing your clerkships, um, you know, seeing athletes, being there on the sidelines, being in training room, um, everything you do is built from the foundation of the skills you learned in medical school. So all those lectures that you learn to, you know, take a good physical or take a good history, you know, perform a good physical, you want to make sure you have all those basics down. You want to make sure you're not missing anything um, and that you, you know, you really used all the things, all the classes and resources to the best of your ability, because it's definitely going to come back in the future. Um, the other aspect of it is, you know, in terms of sports medicine, um, you definitely want to make sure, you know, you're staying competitive as well. I know every specialty over the years gets a little bit more competitive as step scores creep up as well. Um, but, you know, you want to make sure you're honing yourself and being a good holistic um, student. What do you think about that, Kevin? Yeah, I, you know, I really want to emphasize or echo what you said about being able to uh, build a very strong basic foundation, which comes uh, generally from your first two years of medical school, all the basic sciences, uh, because you will be relying on those, believe it or not, uh, even beyond medical school, especially during residency, uh, different, you know, pharmacology is uh, heavily involved. Uh, knowing the interactions, side effects, mechanism of action of certain drug drug interactions um, will be important to know. Uh, so definitely the first two years are important um, to solidify. And then, like Glenn, you were saying for your, the clerkship, can't stress enough the importance of being able to take a very thorough, succinct, um, and good history and physical. Because um, a lot of, you'll find, at least in sports medicine, there's a good amount of uh, diagnoses that, you, that are clinical, that are purely clinical. So, um, you know, you don't necessarily need certain diagnostic tests to, to make a diagnosis for certain um, disease processes. So having a good history and physical taking skills is good. So what I would say to that is volunteer to take a patient, you know, in clinic, um, put yourself out there. This is your time to learn um, and learn as much as you can from it. Um, and then at this point, another thing I want to emphasize is, you know, during medical school is really the most important thing at this point in, in the juncture of your career uh, will be is securing a primary residency, right? So uh, this is the time for you and your in these four years to really explore your passions and your interests as you get ready to apply to residency. Um, and Glenn and I know this, but there's multiple ways to get into a sports medicine fellowship. You know, there's not just one specific track. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there's routes to get to sports medicine through family medicine. I definitely think that is the most popular route to get to sports. 
Um, definitely with the most programs out there in terms of sports medicine and departments that host the fellowships, family medicine by far. But there's also routes to get to it from PM&R. Obviously, both of us wanted to take that route. And yeah, for me, I think it's one of the best routes and most undervalued routes, definitely. And then there's pediatrics, emergency medicine, and even you know internal medicine as well. Um, we'll be able to get into sports medicine. So you know, consider your, like Kevin said, your interest. Um, Kevin, you also mentioned, you know, you know, volunteering and taking initiative uh, during clerkships, you know, when you're seeing patients. Um, I definitely think a lot of medical students and I mean, I remember myself, it's easy as you're going throughout third and fourth year curriculum, really get pigeonholed into thinking, OK, I'm on this rotation. I know I want to do PM&R. I know I want to do family medicine. And so I'm just going to focus on that and try to coast on other, you know, other blocks. But I really want to emphasize for students out there listening right now, um, you know, really take time to do well on all those rotations and take time to, you know, be a sponge and try to absorb everything you can. Um, you know, whether you're on your family medicine rotation, um, seeing people in out, uh, outpatient clinics, learning those skills for, you know, kind of being that first point of contact into the healthcare system for people with MSK issues, you know, that's super important. Um, obviously, you know, when you're on your orthopedics rotation, obviously you're going to be rotating and doing surgery. Um, and so you're learning those skills. And so, you know, you might not think about it, but, you know, being able to describe what a surgery looks like and, you know, what a patient's going to be going through um, if they do need surgery is something that's, you know, vastly important. Um, you know, athletes are going to be coming to you as the point person. And if you have to send them to surgery, you know, they're going to be looking to you for a few questions. You know, you don't have to be able to fully describe the whole procedure and all the complications. But, you know, patients do really want to, you know, be able to talk to their doctor and know what's going to happen in surgery. So, you know, you taking the time to invest during your surgical rotation, if you're if you're able to get a spot on like ortho, um, that really goes a long way. Also things like your neurology rotation, um, so many issues gonna arise in terms of neurology. Um, internal medicine, gyne as well. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of people, it's easy to kind of, you know, consider, okay, I might not need this skill set in the future, but gyne is, you know, vastly important when, you know, people talk about female athlete triad or osteoporosis in certain populations. You know, all these things really do come back um, in the future. So as a student, you know, you doing well, you taking home all these points and being able to utilize them in the future is gonna, you know, it's gonna make you look awesome like a star. And even when you get letters of recommendations uh, from people, um, you know, it's really gonna show that you're a shining student. Yeah, um, no, I was gonna say, you know, as you're going through each of your elective or elective blocks or your even um, required uh, clerkships, think about like which residency you want that will help you achieve your career goals right so like glenn you were mentioning there's not just one way like to if you eventually want to do a sports medicine fellowship you don't have to go through uh physical medicine rehab like glenn and i did and then get into a sports medicine fellowship i think it's important to realize you know if you have no interest in it um some of the general pmnr um content then maybe that that isn't like the the right career fit you know so um think about as you're doing your rotations what do you actually want like where do you see yourself and this is a common interview question but like where do you see yourself in five years ten years 
um, and do do does the residency that you've chosen align with those career goals? So I think that's another important aspect to consider. Yeah, absolutely. And even you know where we're at right now, you know, talking about looking for jobs, you know, at the end of this year, um, you know, I've talked to a lot of people, and you always have to remember, you know, going to sports medicine jobs can be vastly different depending on what position you're looking at some jobs um, you're going to be doing all sports medicine uh, but some jobs you're going to be doing and i think it's actually more common that you're going to be doing a mix between spark part-time sports medicine and part-time your primary specialty in the future. So, you know, say if you're someone, you know, from PM&R, family medicine, um, it's, you know, common that you might possibly be doing, especially starting out, you might be doing, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, your primary specialty, Tuesday, Thursday, um, sports issues, MSK issues, depending on what your specialty is. You know, if you're from an EM background, then, you know, possibly doing a few shifts in the emergency department is something that you might be doing. So, you know, yeah, consider your passion, make sure you're going down the right route for you personally. Um, the next tip that we had was try to gather information on sports medicine early. Um, you know, you want to join local clubs if you have a if you have a PMNR if you're lucky enough to have a PMNR organization at your medical school by all means join it um, hopefully there's guest speakers guest PMNR docs who are coming by to share information uh, maybe there's ortho neuro family medicine specialists as well coming by to you know share their knowledge as well and then consider joining um, like national organizations as well like AMSSM which is the sports medicine organization or ACSM as well um, they both have uh, student memberships, and from what I remember, I believe it's that I believe they're free for students, right, Kevin? I believe so, but I would double check. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So unfortunately, we can't foot the bill for anyone if we're if we're incorrect in that statement. But I'm pretty sure it's free. Um, but what what I will add on to what you're what you had to say is that you know in addition to the the sports medicine organizations like AMSSM, ACSM, you should also consider joining membership for organizations you're interested in for residency. So for example, Glenn and I, uh, if you don't know this by now, we both in, went into physical medicine rehabilitation uh, residency. And so we both joined AAPMNR and AAP, which are the two um, national uh, PMN, physiatry organizations as medical students. So I'd say if you're interested in like family medicine, pediatrics, internal medicine, emergency medicine, uh, c consider joining their national organizations because that, that really just shows, you know, that you have an early interest um, and you can build a network early on and participate in various uh, national or local uh, community service opportunities and find a mentor as well. So. Um, I, I would I would start off there in your search for a residency. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, finding a mentor for me, like I mentioned in my journey, you know, I found a mentor early on during medical school. Um, you know, I was able to kind of see from their point of view what you know what it is that a sports doc does. Um, see the procedures, get that experience. Um, and, you know, I was really fortunate enough that my mentor was, you know, really invested in helping me out. We sat down, you know, we talked about programs out there that, you know, feature sports medicine, outpatient MSK, um, you know, 
he actually still helps me out to this day to help get writing assignments, you know, things that can be published out there. So yeah, definitely it goes without saying, you know, find a mentor early on. And, you know, as you talk about sports medicine, you know, you can find, you don't find a mentor who might be in ortho or find a mentor who is family medicine. Uh, but, you know, in some shape or another has a connection to sports medicine. Um, and by the way, I know Kevin dropped that word physiatry. Um, hopefully, if you're listening to this, everyone knows what a physiatrist is. Um, it's been a, a term <laughs> coined by us PM&R docs. Um, at this point, I think, yeah, I feel like we've been using it for a few decades now. Um, so, yeah, physiatry. We're not psychiatry. Um, you know, physiatry, physical medicine. Um, and rehab. So yeah, and hopefully everyone knows we have, we're we're two strong uh, proponents for PM and R. Obviously, so absolutely. And then last thing in medical school, uh, try to you know cover some sports events if you can. Um, if you're in a smaller, maybe like a college town like I was, um, there's community events that are there. There's collegiate events as well. Um, and it can be hard sometimes, you know, depending on your location, you know, maybe a certain department only lets residents or, you know, doctors from their department cover certain sports. Uh, but, you know, as a medical student, you know, you should be able to reach out to them and, you know, try to get involved in some shape or another and collegiate level, high school level or community events out there. Um, so it's all about, you know, taking that initiative, taking a step forward to, you know, show that, you know, you're interested in this and, um, you know, you, it's something that you really want to go for. Yeah, I would add that, or at least I would echo that, you know, even if you aren't a part of these national organizations, hopefully you can reach out to someone in your alumni network in your at your university and they can at least lead you to the right point person because um, I think having a mentor is super important. Uh, you can bounce ideas off, like Glenn was saying, uh, with them. They can help you uh, maybe navigate the path to what you want, which career you, uh, you want to take, which residency you might want to pursue, which fellowships you want to pursue. So having someone to talk to, I think, is really important. Um, and they may be able to provide guidance or have tips and tricks on uh, different events coming up that they may be covering if they are a sports physician um, and so or even book chapters they're working on articles they're uh, about to publish or their their research projects and so on and so forth so um, all it takes is you know it might it's probably easier said than done but just cold emailing cold calling um, different people you know, the worst, this is the best advice that people have always told me. It's like the worst thing that people can say is no, right? <laughs> um, but if they say yes, you just have like another opportunity under your belt. So, Absolutely. That's an awesome way of looking at it. All right. So for our residents out there, we're going to move on to that next section. You know, as a resident, what can you be doing? You know, maybe in medical school, you thought you were going to do something else, you know, went to a specialty and now you're interested uh, maybe it was in residency that, you know, you found out, you know, I want to do this now. So number one thing for residents, you know, do well in residency, do well in your primary specialty that you've selected there. Um, you know, it goes without saying, but, you know, as a resident, we're, you know, directly involved in patient care and all the skills that we're crafting now as, you know, as the providers for patients, those are skills that are going to be vital and essential for taking care of athletes. Um, you know, 
And so also, you know, people notice, do well in residency, you know, your attendings notice, your fellow residents notice. And so, you know, when it comes time for someone to write you a letter, you know, it's going to reflect, you know, what people saw you doing. It's going to reflect on what they write about you. And ultimately, when you're applying for sports medicine, you know, people are going to be reading that and you want them to get a good representation of you and your skill set as well. And then lastly, uh, sports medicine. Definitely, I would, one of the things that drew me to it is the personalities in it, the very uh, amiable, friendly, warm personalities in sports medicine. Um, so yeah, like doing well in residency, getting to know your co-residents, getting invested in patients, um, all that kind of ties into what you're going to be doing when you're working with athletes, working with more a more specific population. Yeah, I would say as much as you can, you know, master is like a loaded word, but like try to master your primary residency, right? You like you chose it for a reason. Um, so you want to do really well in your primary residency first before you consider a fellowship. So um, whatever route that you chose for a residency out of all the routes that we had mentioned previously, uh, you really want to get the most out of those experiences and rotations first. And within that, I'm sure you can, you'll do a MSK or a sports elective or a block. And that's when you can really um, pursue the activities and experiences for sports medicine even further but glenn yeah i totally agree you, you should really focus on you know as much as you can your primary residency and all the things that come with it first yeah um and you know while you're in residency you know let it be known to your program director attendings you know if you have an interest in sports medicine um, even if you're not sure about it, you should definitely kind of go ahead and be vocal about that because you never know what opportunities uh, might be, you know, awaiting what connections your program might have with other departments that you can really get involved and in, invested in. Um, and Kevin, you mentioned the electives and blocks. So, yeah, I know for different specialties out there and even different programs within specialties, um, there's different amounts of how much elected time you have, what access you have to certain, you know, rotations. So yeah, I was fortunate here. We have multiple months of elective here at UVA. Um, and so I was able to, you know, get some experience in other settings, taking care of athletes. So that's the next tip that we have. Definitely rotate with sports medicine providers in various settings. And so like we mentioned before, this can be sports medicine docs from family medicine, PM&R, ortho, um, but whatever especially they are, you know, you make sure you're getting a holistic view of what sports medicine entails. So get some experience in the training room. Um, you know, I rotated in the training room with one of our family medicine sports med providers and, you know, really saw that it's not just the MSK issues that you're going to be seeing. Um, you know, you have athletic trainers there and they're capable of handling, you know, some very basic MSK issues. And, you know, some more advanced trainers are able to take care of, you know, more advanced issues. But as a provider, you know, we're going to have to be able to be capable of taking care of um, derm issues, respiratory issues, you know, someone with asthma or someone who had a concussion, um, you know, they're going to be coming into training room and you need to be ready to take care of those primary care issues as well. Try to get some time rotating with a sports med doc in clinic. Um, in clinic was when I saw, you know, procedures, you know, how to use the ultrasound and pull it out and take a look at a shoulder. Um, and diagnose something and you know if you have time to do an intervention 
um, or either, you know, bring them back for that. But it's these types of, you know, activities that are going to show you what sports medicine is about. And that way, when it comes to interviewing, you're able to articulate, you know, the particular aspects that you enjoy and why you want to go to a particular program. Yeah, and I I wouldn't I wouldn't go just say just rotate with the sports like medicine uh, faculty or rotation, but really treat it as if it's like it was your audition rotation, right? Like be as prepared yeah. as you can, uh, as much as possible. Always be reading. Always be looking up uh, patients beforehand if you have access to the uh, EMR for the next day's clinic. You know these are all things that you should. Uh, want to be doing because you know like Glenn said you want to try to get a good letter of recommendation out of um, this rotation if you're going into sports medicine um, and the more you can stay involved and engaged I think that will bode well for, for you so I would go further and say you know treat it as if it was like an audition rotation for you and you you know that that would just be good for yourself too because you're also going to be learning a lot if you do it that way um, and then another tip I would if you if your program allows like Glenn was mentioning I think it's definitely a good idea to let your program director uh, know you know when you start residency that you know this is one of the fellowships that I'm thinking of uh, or currently interested in and if you can get an earlier uh, rotation in MSK or, or sports um, I think that that would be be better. Um, yeah, I know some programs don't have that option or opportunity, but if you have the option, try to elect to get uh, an MSK or sports rotation earlier. So that way, you know, with these um, time in the clinic or training room, or even sport uh, sports event coverages, maybe you can get a case presentation or two. Um, out of the rotation or maybe you can ask the attending or faculty that you're working with hey are you do you have any ongoing research or book chapters or anything that you can kind of get your hands on and the earlier you can do that I think will be better uh, especially if you're trying to pursue a, a fellowship yeah absolutely um, yeah, I'm excited that, you know, we're talking about apps and talking about letters of rec. I can't wait for, you know, our episode three for everyone when we talk about the application, you know, the actual applying and actually getting all those resources together. That's going to be a great episode with so much information and tips. Um, so, yeah, like you mentioned in there, um, that yeah, there was a lot, you know, finding a mentor, making those connections. Um, remembering, you know, when you find a mentor, you're going to it's going to be a continued conversation, a continued relation uh, relationship that goes on between you and them. And, you know, nothing static. You know, you want to make sure you're always bouncing ideas off them and really utilizing them um, to help you out. Um, you know, you mentioned some of those uh, case reports and abstracts at poster um, at conferences. Absolutely. Um, you know, like we mentioned Sports medicine is getting more competitive. Every specialty is getting more competitive. And so, you know, you want to be able to really pursue, you know, intellectual activities, one from, you know, from a point of genuine interest. Um, but then, two, you know, you kind of want to you want to flex and, you know, show the world what you learned <laughs> and show them some like cool things that you saw that, you know, really kind of highlights how awesome you are. Um, so, yeah, definitely take the time to look at research. 
Um, it's always, you know, it, it's easier to do things like case reports and abstracts. You know, that's, that's what I did. Um, if you have some experience, if you're someone who's heavily invested in, in research and actually, you know, putting out some grants and things like that, like that's awesome. More power to you. There's definitely like programs out there um, that are interested in more people who are looking at research and heavy research um, participation. Um, along with that, along those lines, um, teaching is another thing. If you have a passion for teaching, um, then, you know, that's definitely something to pursue during residency. For me, I, you know, I really enjoyed anatomy and my background kind of lended itself to anatomy and physiology. And so for me as a medical, uh, sorry, as a resident, um, you know, I found time in the curriculum. Um, you know, when I was doing a certain rotation mornings, there was like two hours in the morning that were free. So I signed up to be a TA for the MSK section for our cadaver lab. Um, and so every morning I was in there, you know, working with medical students, really teaching them coracle, uh, sorry, clinical correlations for the things that they were seeing on the cadavers, really trying to flesh it out so that they could see, you know, what they're learning isn't just abstract facts, but, you know, what they're learning is really important and going to be useful in the future. Um, and, you know, like I mentioned with the research, if you're interested in teaching, there are definitely programs out there, sports medicine programs that lend themselves to teaching um, that are affiliated with uh, medical schools and residencies that you'll be able to you know, give back and teach. Um, lastly, along those lines of extracurricular activities, leadership roles as well is a, you know, is a big thing. If you're someone who is definitely a team player, you, know, you like taking the initiative and really guiding others. Um, you know, signing up for council positions or e-board positions in your local um, local clubs at your residency. Um, you know, getting involved to be a mentor to you know give back to medical students um, are definitely things that you you know you could do and really show that you know you've taken the initiative and you're one of those standout applicants. Yeah, and I would say I, I would say the same thing. Um, I think the biggest components of pretty much both of our CVs uh, and as you're getting ready to apply for for fellowship is you know one of the the breakdowns is definitely you know one is like sporting event coverage like that's going to be important to show that you have some experience in that two is some sort of research research or teaching so getting involved with poster presentations like you were mentioning um giving lectures to residents, medical students, those all count as teaching experiences and opportunities, uh, giving podium presentations um, at conferences and leadership roles, any organizations that you're involved in, any, um, and, and any sort of um, extracurricular, like community service events is gonna be important um, if you can, I think, like you were saying, the biggest thing is to, for both of us, I can, I can say that we love and enjoy uh, giving back and mentoring as many people as we can, uh, because we all we both know where we came from, and it's always nice to have um, someone to talk to and bounce ideas off of. So, you know, we if if you're passionate about it, like we are, uh, just try to try to do what you can to teach the people that can't that they'll be coming after you yeah and yeah speaking on you know things that you're passionate about you know during residency 
Um, you know, try to tie in things that you're interested in with, you know, sports medicine. Um, you know, one thing, a few of my interests personally and passions are um, LGBT interests and LGBT rights. And so for me, I gave a lecture to our other residents on um, improving LGBT wellness in sports medicine and, you know, ways that we can help to, you know, increase awareness and increase engagement with that population. Um, and then other things, you know, we talked about getting sports coverage experience, you know, do things that you're interested in, things that are going to bring you enjoyment. Um, I gave a lecture on competitive gaming, esports, um, you know, what injuries are prevalent in that patient population and how it ties into PM&R and sports medicine. So yeah, first and foremost, follow your interests, your passions. It's definitely going to shine when you go to interview. Um, so yeah. I know we already mentioned it before for the med school portion, but yeah, stay involved with the organizations that you signed up during med school. Um, you know, join ACSM, AMSSM, um, organizations like that to you know stay abreast and stay up to date with changes that are being you know changes that are going on in the field. So yeah, without um, without any more tips, and I guess I think trying to keep it uh, relatively short for all the listeners. Um, if you guys are interested in more resources out there, um, check out just you can either Google Scholars PubMed, but uh, look out for one of my mentors actually from medical school, uh, Dr. Zaremski, Z-A-R-E-M-S-K-I. He's posted a lot of uh, papers out there about, you know, getting accepted to sports medicine, uh, things that program directors are looking for. Um, so yeah, he's a, he's a member of AMSSM, uh, sports medicine uh, provider uh, with PM&R background. Um, there's multiple papers out there. Um, a good one out there is a quick recap uh, that you can find if you go on AAPM&R. Um, it's entitled Preparing for Sports Medicine Fellowship, a Guideline for PM&R Residents. And there's different versions uh, for different specialties, different like residency specialties out there. So definitely, you know, just Google that name, Zremski. You're going to find lots of stuff out there. Um, if you're a member of AMSSM, I believe there is a panel coming up um, that's going to be kind of covering a lot of the same issues as well. So, yeah. So to wrap up, looking at the take home points that we mentioned at the top of this, remember, you know, we do all this. Uh, to you know, show our passion and our interest in sports medicine, and you know we do it all to help make sure that we understand what sports medicine is and what it entails. Um, you know, we're, you know, if you're interested in sports medicine, you're signing up for something, and you want to make sure that it fits you and that you fit it as well. So, Kevin, any further tips? Um, I think you just about covered it. Um, we hope that this podcast helps some of you. Uh, Glenn and I both know how difficult it is securing a residency and fellowship, so we just wanted to do our best to pass down information that uh, would have been useful for us to hear during medical school and residency. And yeah, I look forward to chatting with all of you again in the next episode. All right, thanks everyone. Most importantly, you know, have fun. Whatever journey you go on, just have fun, enjoy it. The time is going to fly by, and you're going to look back and, you know, just like think about how crazy it is that all this like has you know gone by and all the connections and relationships that you formed uh throughout the time you know it's it's a really awesome thing to be able to look back and take a yeah. step back be, be kind to everyone you never know who you'll keep in contact with uh, or meet up again like glenn and i 
<laughs> right. Absolutely. Like, you can't get you away might, from each other might, right now. You might eventually meet someone that you'll do a podcast with later on in your career. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh, man. All right. Thanks, everyone. Have a nice one. Bye. Have a good one. Bye.